and welcome to episode 119 of Divided by Werewolves. I'm your host, Brandon. Your boy, Mitch, the champion of Canada, is here. <laughs> uh, Friday night, we had the uh, pleasure of playing... Mm. The one of the latest game with gold games with gold. It's like um, I don't even know what the full name is. Uh, what's it like? It's it's. I think it literally is just Truck Racing Championship or something. Yeah, like that. so it's generically titled. <laughs> it is a uh, semi truck, just the cab, not the trailer. I feel like it would have been better with the trailers yeah, too. Semi truck yeah. cab racing. And I put this I put this term loosely, simulation. Yeah. Um and it's free if you have uh Xbox Live Gold, you can you can download a copy of it. Um so myself, you know, Sean from the Gene Pool Variety Hour, um, Steve, uh you y'all know him as Silo, you've seen his amazing pieces online. Um uh, Mitch and myself, we we raced, uh if you can call it that. So um and and Mitch playing as as the Australian Josh Reeves uh, ended right. up being the the champion of Canada. Uh, That's right. Pulling home, I I somehow managed to to pull out a win in uh, my 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 na- my racer's native Japan. Um, mm. But um, just to give you an idea, we finished a race a, a race a race weekend and didn't know who had won. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> because it literally just shows the points, and then you're done, and it kicks you to the lobby. Um, yep. And and just to give you an idea as to how the 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 sportsmanship went, at one point Steve and I realized realizing that there was no way we were gonna do well or even come even remotely close to uh, performing in any way, even somewhat resembling a winner uh we we put our our cabs nose to nose to block the road so that <laughs> when mitch and sean who were in contention for that that one uh tracks particular championship one of them would would hit uh yeah. so it is um it's a game that will randomly pick you up uh, off the grass and put you back on the track, but then other times let you ride like it's the Kentucky Derby and you're in the mud. Mm-hmm. Like it's just this. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 I thought and, and and you had said this, and I think you're 100 percent correct that there are people who probably like this is their shit. Like they play mm-hmm. this game, they know this game, they've tuned things, they have their cabs. Because when at one point Steve was having connection issues where we were doing a private lobby, and so I turned it on public. And that shit filled up with a quickness. And I'm like, why are there people on a Friday night outside of these four losers right here, of which I consider myself one of them? Why are they playing this game? Why are they anxious to jump into a public lobby on a Friday night to race trucks? Like those people should be on some sort of watch list. I should have written down their gamer tags because someone should be keeping an eye on them to make sure they don't do something. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Well, I think you know. Obviously, uh, this is a sport that exists. That yeah, up until I guess. up until 2021, I was unaware of. But uh, it's the kind of shit that you'd fall asleep with ESPN two on. And then you it, wake up and it's like 3 a.m. 
This would be on right, the other right, show. Right, right. <laughs> right after the dodgeball <laughs> championships. <laughs> it's only on from like 3 to 4 a.m. on like Wednesdays, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 100. There's a very specific audience for it. God bless them. They have a video game to play now, they too. Have a video so. game. And, and here's the thing. It's not like like farming simulator when you're like how are there 19 farming simulators and then there is an extremely vocal fan base that will be more than happy to explain to you Mm. why there are 19 and what the changes were up until 19 it's not like that right it's Mm. it's they didn't even bother to put a number on it they didn't bother to put a number on one you get (laughs) yeah like like you literally jump in the game they give you one training lap. They mm. barely explain what's going on, and then they're like, "You know what? Just do whatever." Like, <laughs> yeah, like we can't even be bothered. Mode. They're like, <laughs> "If you want to make, yeah, make someone." I don't, I don't care if you. <laughs> right, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, her, like her, I went into career mode right just to see because I created my little driver, and the very first thing you do is get a license Mm. and getting a license is about 40 fucking challenges oh my god you have and you and they're all like there's a bronze time a silver time and a gold time and you either hit that bronze time or you fucking start over so i did the first two and i was like yeah that's enough just to get a license like i remember my my the, the the only here's the thing the only thing i know about um driving a truck is that uh when i was a kid and i don't know if they were, they had these where you grew up where, where i grew up in upstate new york they had them uh they had these commercials for this place called cts chauffeur's training school which would teach you to uh drive a truck and what the guy said is driving a big rig is serious business that's the only <laughs> thing that i know God. about about. That rings a bell for some reason. Yeah. I haven't thought about that in a million years. Yeah, so that's that's all I know. Well, I know that driving is driving a big rig is serious business. Serious business, yeah. And that Shit, you can learn that. how, to, <laughs> how to do that at, at Chauffeur's Training School, and then yep. you could, you know. So that's that's all I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but anyway, if if you want to, uh, you know, give it a whirl. Uh, by all means, uh, you know, please do. It, it's it's ready as a games with gold title. I don't know who would spend any money on this particular thing, but you know, whatever. <laughs> Stranger shit has happened, right? Stranger yeah. games have 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 garnered audiences uh, throughout throughout the world. Um, okay, so uh, we have a few movies we want to talk about. Uh, we're gonna two in particular that we're gonna get in depth about. But uh, two real quick that we want to talk about that are currently available on Shutter. Uh, you know, get you a Shutter subscription if you don't already. Um, so one is a, uh, I guess you would call it kind of a horror comedy. Uh, when you mm. hear it's it's called Slacks uh, with two X's, and it's about a killer pair of jeans. Uh, and you might be like, ha 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 ha. You know, that's kind of a funny little twist. Uh, you know, it's it's not meant to be to be funny. Um, Directed by uh, Elsa Kephart, uh, who was also uh, one of the co-writers. So this movie manages to make fun of uh, social media influencers, 
uh, mm-hmm. globalization, uh, you know, kind of stores, you know, if the fashion industry, but particularly stores that spit a very good game about environmentalism and, and you, mm-hmm. know, you know, doing right by their, their kind of uh, developing nation partners, but ends up just being shit. And then a killer pair of pants that, that kind of <laughs> unmasks yeah. all of it. Um, it, it yeah. It's a funny movie. It's got some decent kills. Um, yeah. Surprisingly good, like uh, uh, practical gore in a couple of scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It also has some kind of weird shit where you're like, "Is that plant? Is that pair of pants really dancing to some Bollywood? Like, you know, whatever." Man, a full on dance, like yeah, it's sequence. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so definitely, definitely check that one out. Um, it, it's, um, you know, again, like when you look at it, you might, you might think it's kind of like, oh, it's like that movie with the killer tire, or you know, any sort of like inanimate right. object kills things. Not Chucky, right. you know, type of level, but uh, right. but it's it's Robert, it, yeah, like Robert, Robert yeah. yes, thank you. Uh, but it's you know, it's 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 worth checking out. Um, okay, so the next movie, and again, this is very brief. It's not nearly as lighthearted. Probably, it's actually not lighthearted mm-hmm. uh, even the slightest. This is also um, a Shutter exclusive, and I just have to say, like, like you know, for for a, and we've talked about Shutter in the past because we're just giant fans. But for you know, I mean, the reality is Shutter. When you consider, when you look at their their numbers, you know, two to three million. I forget what the exact number is, but two to three million subscribers. Like they're a niche streaming service but if you know they just have some super quality movies like mm-hmm. you know if psycho gorman isn't there already it's going to be coming there obviously that's it's coming fun. in may yeah, okay in may. coming in may you know they have dark and the wicked which is you know both of our you know favorite mm-hmm. movie of last year a lot of classic horror movies they have you know creep show the original uh tv show that uh runs every i think new episodes drop either every thursday or every friday thursday, um, yeah. you know joe bob's drive through like they you know for for like a for a service that, you know, kind of started off as this, like, weird little thing that, like, AMC did. And I remember seeing, like, as an add-on, I'm like, what the fuck is Shutter? Like, they really have kind of expanded and grown and... and um, Oh, yeah, and, it's it's amazing when you look at how where it started and, and how, like, where it's ended up now. And then, you know, they, they give a home to, um, you know, these kind of movies. Uh, and I don't say these kind of movies to be, like, pejorative, but I mean, like, you know, like, I mean, I feel like Slacks is actually, like, a genuinely fun yeah. uh, movie, and, and it and it has a it has a message. It's it's not right. just, um, but anyway. Um, so the next movie is um, Violation. Um, so written by Dusty Mancinelli and Madeline Sims Fuhrer, and also directed by Dusty Mancinelli and Madeline Sims Fuhrer. Uh, so uh, young woman Miriam um, and her husband uh, Caleb uh, go to a uh, a weekend cabin with Miriam's sister Greta. And uh, Greta's husband, Dylan, uh, the movie is kind of told it, it kind of switches back and forth between what had happened at the cabin and then like a few weeks, maybe a month or so later, um, uh, while at the cabin, um, uh, Miriam is raped by Dylan and then she kind of heads down this path of, of vengeance. It is not um, kind of the splashy you know, um, I spit on your grave or even like the very stylish kind of like revenge type of rape revenge movie. It's a very kind of brutal, um, Mm -hmm. personal, uh, type of thing. There's also some stuff. I don't want to really get too much into it with stuff that kind of happens at the end with the ice cream in particular that I was like, I don't know why that was a thing that happened, but okay. Um, 
<laughs> uh, some very strong performances, uh, but you know, also like just kind of you know, Mary. It 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 kind of also shows to some degree when you have two people who have a very different interpretation of what happened mm-hmm. based on the way that the events went down and how one person says some words and another person hears them in a different context. Um, but anyway, uh, it's, it's worth watching. It's kind of a hard movie to watch. Um, so hard, just, it's a hard watch because of the subject matter. Also, it's, I think to its detriment, you mentioned, uh, that it is shown out of order. And yeah, it's <clears throat> that yeah. bugged me a little bit for a, a few reasons, not the least of which was it sort of, I think, uh, the idea was it was trying to force you to kind of come to terms with how you think about these things. And when it's, yeah, you know, the, the way things are kind of shown and, and out of order and you don't know until it shows you way later in the film, the actual act, you yeah. sit, sitting there thinking like, well, and it shows you how these other people interpreted it and stuff like you said. Uh, and that bothered me a little bit, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I, I didn't, like I said, we're not going to get too into this one because we we could do a whole show on it. It's not – I don't feel like there's anything we have to say that's going to, you know. Yeah. You know, it's – it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's one of – yeah. Yeah, it's uh, – I think it's worth for people to – almost like – I don't want to talk too much about it because I really feel like folks should just kind of like almost watch it and get their own their, yep. their own opinion of it rather than have yep. us, you know, necessarily – uh, say our dumb shit about it. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. Okay. So, so the two movies that we are gonna uh, spend some time, uh, some more time this this week. One uh, is uh, the stylist, and then the other one is the empty man. Which one would you like to get into first? Uh, probably stylist. I think. Okay. Uh, stylist. So stylist is uh, written by Jill. I'm gonna uh, let's see. Hopefully, I pronounce this correctly. Jill. Uh, Gavar Gizian, Gavar Gizian, yeah. Gizian. Honestly, like I, I've I've been an online acquaintance of hers for many years now. Mm-hmm. Still have no idea how to say it. Yeah. So so, so story <laughs> by Gil Gavar Gizian, written by her Eric Hayes, Eric Stoltz, uh, directed by um, Gil Jill. Uh, Jill, Jill, by Jill. Um, it tells the story of of a hairstylist Claire uh, played. Uh, just masterfully fantastic performance by uh, mm-hmm. Najara Townsend. Um, and then um, the also, also other standout performance is Brie Grant, who plays um, Olivia. Yes. So Claire is a hairstylist, and uh, we can tell by kind of the way she interacts. Like early on, we see um, she has, yeah, I guess you would say, kind of difficulty connecting with with people and and this is not a spoiler because it happens like super early in the movie um mm. and kind of sets the tone for the movie where you know this woman uh comes in and to her uh into her chair and says oh you're working late and claire's like yeah i work late you know late most nights whatever and um uh claire it starts basically talking about how she's you know, having problems with her marriage and her husband doesn't seem to really, you know, pay much attention to her. But also she travels a lot because she's a graphic designer. And oh, by the way, she's, you know, had an affair, you know, while she was there. And, and Claire is basically 
you know, and she says, oh, I don't even know why I'm telling you this, because, like, you know, you and the boy toy, that's what she calls them, are, mm. are the only people that, that know that this happened. And, you know, Claire makes the point, like, oh, well, you know, sometimes, like, I have a lot of people come into our my life, and it's just like, you know, they kind of treat me almost like I'm, I'm family because of they feel like they can um, bear their soul to me. Well, then she drugs the woman and scalps her uh, and then yeah. puts her scalp um, in her basement. She's got like a like a basement. Her, her and her little chihuahua, Pepper, played by Pepper. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you can see all of these uh, you know, I don't know what they call them, but the, the little mannequin heads with the, the, little, with, yeah, mannequin with, head with the wigs on them, uh, where yeah. she's done this um, a number of times. Uh, where she's, you know, I guess felt like she's uh, uh, has some sort of uh, familiarity with a um, with a, uh, a, a a customer, and then uh, murders them. And mm-hmm. and as you and so Olivia ends up being a like a, a customer of hers that um, Claire is her stylist, and then kind of comes in and, and last minute helps her uh, with her wedding preparations, getting her hair done. Um, and then Olivia, you know, invites her to come over one night for pizza and then, and then come to the, the, you know, the, the bachelorette party. And mm-hmm. uh, then things take kind of a, I guess a heartbreaking turn from there. Um, yeah. And I mean, it's a horror movie, but it's, you know, the overwhelming um, emotion I think you feel as a result of watching this movie is is heartbreak. You, yeah. you feel just a tremendous, despite the fact that she's clearly murdered a bunch of people. And I don't really know, like, they don't get into like, well, how did she dispose of these bodies? Like, that was the one right. thing I was like, right, yeah, you know, yeah, how did that happen? Um, right. But you you get this this just overwhelming feeling that Claire is this woman who, for whatever reason, just finds it extremely difficult to connect with people. She doesn't, she has a, a terrible sense of self-esteem. She doesn't really know kind of who she is. She doesn't really know like how she's supposed to right. um, act around people. She's almost like she's, she, she does this and she, she gets these wigs t- it, it, because she doesn't know how to be, you know, for lack of a better word, like a normal person. So she sees right. people that come into right. her chair and she figures, well, maybe I can be like them if I can, you know, if I can look like them, then I can, I can be like them. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a really amazing performance, like I said before, by, uh, so Najara, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, uh, Najara yeah. Townsend, she's been in a number of different horror movies. Um, she was in Contracted. Um, she was in, uh, looks like, uh, Wolf Mother, whatever, uh, whatever mm-hmm. that is. Um, she's been in a bunch of different, a bunch of different things. But I mean, she really played this idea, this this kind of notion of this 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 person who, you know, for outwardly looks fairly, um, I don't know, you know, normal's not the right word, but fairly normal. But but on the inside, she right. just has no clue kind of how it is she's supposed to be and i feel like we've all worked with someone where you're like you know maybe they try just a little bit too hard mm-hmm. like what you know when when you're having a conversation you know they just don't really know 
you know, kind of how they're supposed to be. And, and sometimes you're like, you, you feel bad for that person, but at the same time, you're like, well, it's a little off-putting, so I don't really, you know, necessarily want to kind of hang out with them. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you, you particularly see it in the way that she interacts with Olivia because, you know, Olivia, by all accounts, like, likes Claire and is, like, grateful for um, kind of how Claire has helped her out with the wedding. But is also kind of dealing with her own, you know, she's she she has second thoughts about, you know, whether she should be getting married. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, she's got a lot on her plate. She's got a, a job. And, and, you know, Claire becomes kind of obsessed with her. Um, right, right. And, and, you know, Olivia is, is rightfully so kind of at times like, look, I just need some space because I've got a lot on my plate right now. And so I think anyone who is kind of familiar and, and comfortable with social interactions would just be like, oh, shit, you're right. I'm so sorry. Like, yeah, you got a lot going on right now. I'm here if you need me, whatever. But Claire is just, she doesn't have that understanding of how you should be, but she's also just really desperate for that kind of connection. Exactly. Yeah, um, exactly. And then it it unfortunately just kind of goes um, goes from there. And this is a movie where you... I I don't think the ending is supposed to be a surprise. I think it's right, no. because it's yeah. pretty clear uh, once it gets to a certain point, like what's going to happen. I mm-hmm. think you're supposed to at that point just kind of feel more like sadness that you you know you you <clears throat> as I mean as much as Claire has like done shitty things, you do feel kind of sympathy for her and feel bad for her. Oh, um, absolutely, yeah. You know, yeah. so so when you kind of see where where things are going, um, I think you're supposed to. It's not supposed to necessarily be a surprise. At least it wasn't for me. Um, no, not at all. Yeah. And it, it's supposed to be just more like almost like well, this was eventually it was this was going to happen. Right. This was a right. foregone complete conclusion. Um, but I think also the game, or sorry, the game, the 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 movie has some things to say about how. You know, we we treat people who work in the service industry. Um, you know, when 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 Claire is asked to, or so, you know, to the to the the bachelorette party, like I think Olivia was genuinely wanting her to be there. She was like, you know, yeah. I, I like talking. Like we we, you know, it wasn't like she was like it wasn't any sort of like sympathy thing. She was just like you you know, you've helped me out. I like talking to you. I like hanging out with you. Like. You know, I, I want you to, to, to be part of this evening. But, you know, Claire's friends are just like, you know, what the fuck? Why does she have the stylist right. here? Like, if I ever, I think she says, like, if I ever invite the cake lady or something like that, like, I yeah, want you to, yeah, yeah. you know. And it's like, I think that, you know, the movie kind of asks you somewhat to somewhat kind of reevaluate, like, how maybe we treat people that we see all the time. You know, maybe it's at the grocery store. It might be, you know, somebody that cuts your hair. It might be, you know, whatever, the the person who delivers your mail. It might be, you know, a lot of these folks whose, you know, services we kind of take for granted. And, and we maybe, you know, you kind of talk to them day to day. You know, you have a relationship with them that, that you know, but you also know that that's strictly a, you know, they, they kind of have a, a job, so to speak. Uh, right. And, and that's, that's where I you know, I kind of draw the line, but also to consider like, well, that might not be where they draw the line necessarily. Not to say that people in the service industry are looking for, I mean, they give a shit about you just as much as you do them, but it's like this idea of, you know, 
not necessarily just having it be well this is a person who does a thing for me and then that's that's the only value that they they have as a as a person um mm -hmm. you know but um I mean, there was, like I said, some questions. Like, you know, the scalping scene was very well done. It was super gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I remember watching it going, is it that easy? Like, is it really yeah, that right. easy? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I don't know if it would be, but I've also never scalped someone. Um, yeah, no, no frame of reference. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. And then there were some other kind of kills later on where you, you see that for Claire, it's not just a way of making a connection. There's also like a compulsion kind yeah. of aspect to it. Um, and um, because at one point she tries to stop and then that goes badly. But um, but I, I thought it was just kind of an interesting because, you know, the thing about Claire is just by all outward appearances, I mean, she was a, a pretty typical person, right? You know, she was yeah. perfectly capable of, of 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 carrying on a conversation, she's gorgeous, you know. She's put together. She's you know, oh, and yeah, so yeah. good job. You know, has a routine. Gets her coffee at the Starbucks. It's not Starbucks, but like yeah. you know, a place like this every morning goes to work. And for all outward appearances, looks like someone who has everything. She has right. all her shit together, right? Right, right. And and, and, and I think the uh, one of the strengths um, in the movie was showing her like struggling with her inner stuff you know yes like when she would do something and then it would go sideways and she'd be like you fucking idiot of course it was going to what exactly. are you doing yeah you know it was so well done yeah yeah um and and two um like there was this one scene in particular i thought was interesting and if you kind of looking into claire's mindset where you know i think in her mind she felt like everybody's eyes were on her and like mm -hmm. there's this, she's waiting in line at the coffee place, and there's this very tiny drop of blood on her shoes. She got brown shoes. It's an extremely small drop of blood. Nobody, you couldn't even tell just by looking at it that right. it was blood. And she was like, just super wigged out about it, and trying to like as the line is moving, trying to get it off her shoe. And I, it's just interesting, you know, that idea of. She's she knows what she did, and she's so wrapped up in it that she just assumes mm -hmm. anybody who looks at my shoe is going to know exactly what that is. Mm -hmm. But in reality, I mean, you know, most people her shoes are the last thing somebody's going to be looking at. Shoes, fuck shoes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> right. Exactly. But also, like, based on how kind of how she looks, especially like she's a hairstylist. It could be hair dye. It could be whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Like. Mm -hmm. um, but um, but but yeah, it was it was uh you know when I because I texted you after I finished, it was like you know I was kind of disappointed that the ending was what I expected. But I think as I thought about it more, my disappointment wasn't in that I knew what the ending was. My disappointment mm -hmm. is that I knew what the ending was, and it didn't. It that's what it ended up being. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, a disappointment more for the characters and less of exactly. not being surprised. Yeah. Um, right. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, it's available it's streaming in a bunch of different places where you can like, you know, rent, pay for, I mean, uh, it, it might be shutter in some regions because I looked to see, and it was like, if you like, 
it'll say it's streaming on Shutter, but then like online on the on like the web version, not the app. But then if you go to log in, it's like, man, I don't know what you're talking about. So, yeah, I know because um, I. I've been looking forward to this for a very long time because, like I said, I've, I've been an online acquaintance of, of Jill. Uh, Jill Six is how I know her, which mm-hmm. I think is because she kind of looks like uh, she might have been in Motley Crue, like, <laughs> if that was a new thing. <laughs> like, but uh, um, but yeah, I remember when she did the short film, and then uh, she was going ahead with the the whole, you know, the the feature. And I've been kind of hearing about this movie for so long, and I could not wait to see it. Um, I got the Blu-ray uh, pre-ordered. Um, it's coming out from Arrow, and Arrow yeah, is it's on, where it's on the, 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 it debuted on their streaming service. Yeah, yeah, but um, but yeah, I like, don't know where else it'll up, or if it's even out anywhere else as of yet. But um, uh, yeah, there is a physical release that's pretty soon. But um, you can sign up for like a two week trial of arrow mm-hmm. um, their streaming arrow video uh, right. streaming service and check it out that way for sure. Yeah. It's on like Roku and watching it. Apple TV and all that mm-hmm. good stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. So the next one is uh, a movie that I first came into my radar. It was technically released last year. Um, so, <clears throat> Uh, so, so Polygon, the video game site, they do a pretty good job every weekend of saying, like, hey, here's what we're watching, but also, like, these are the new streaming things that you can watch. And they mm. had this article about this movie called The Empty Man. And I was like, what the fuck is The Empty Man? And they said, like, you know, kind of released last year. It's very polarizing in that people either love it or hate it. It's, like, mm-hmm. kind of super philosophical at times. Um, it's kind of like a cult hit. It's like available. You start streaming now. And I was like, and the picture they showed was of the skeleton kind of hunched over with these extremely long fingers Mm -hmm. clasped in front of them. And it, and it kind of reminded me of almost like some of the, um, the stuff in like aliens and, and like, uh, Mm. you know, Prometheus and, um, Oh shit! What's what was the movie after Prometheus? Um, that was like oh. more of a straightforward like alien movie. Covenant. Uh, Covenant. Yeah, like this idea of like that that just kind of the the way the engineers looked and the way the mm. aliens looked and whatnot. Um, I'll and, tell uh, you, like the 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 first thing that that popped into my head because I. I hadn't seen the trailer. This is one of those ones where I put on my list of my phone, and if I don't put why I'm interested, I'll forget. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remembered um, other people talking about it. And I was like, yeah, I need to put that on the list. And I went, look, it's, oh, it's already here. And I was like, yeah. I wonder what I heard of but put me in with that that particular image uh, put me in the mind of the ritual when they yeah. found that thing in the attic. Yeah, yeah. And so this is directed by David Pryor, written by David Pryor, um, and it's a, it's a Boom uh, Studios production. So, you know, Boom Studios, they, obviously, they're a comic uh, mm-hmm. publisher um, responsible for... Uh, you said Officer Down is a Boom Studios production? Yeah. Uh, no, Officer Down was a, an image comic. Oh, okay. Um, but um, Random Acts of Violence, I guess, um, which is on Shutter. Um, so, yeah, yeah, so Boom Studios has a, a, a series called The Empty Man, which I did read the first trade paperback after watching the movie. Um but uh, movie uh, so uh, James 
James Badge Dale uh, plays uh, James LaSombra, who is an ex-police officer in, I believe, in St. Louis. Um, we know that he has a relationship with this woman named Nora, played by Marin Ireland. Um, and uh, Marin was in uh, Helen, uh, Helen High Water. Um, she was in mm. the Umbrella Academy. If you watch the, the most recent season of the Umbrella Academy, Sissy. So she was the woman that um, um, Elliot Page's character uh, was having a relationship with. Mm. Um, but anyway, she was, you know, Louise in Dark and the Wicked, which, you know, I'm the sister. So, you know. Also Dark and the Wicked. Yeah. So, uh, so mm-hmm. if you, you, so we're, we're, we're kind of big fans of her work. Um, so mm. Marin's daughter, Amanda, kind of goes missing. Um, and this is after a setup that's a pretty lengthy setup of these, these folks yeah. who are kind of climbing, you know, in Nepal or I forget exactly where they are, um, and kind of come across this bridge. Somebody picks up a bottle, blows into it, and then things go sideways. <laughs> that's all we're going to say. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> so, so, uh, Nora's daughter Amanda goes missing and James being an ex-cop goes looking for her and here's the story of this concept of this this being or entity whatever you want to call it called the empty man and I had did not watch a trailer for it I did read a story that said like the trailer of this movie is like not at all kind of getting into what it what it's about and I think I could understand that. why because yeah. Yeah. the first <laughs> half of this movie sets it up almost like a candy man um mm-hmm. Or a um, it's not your typical red, like not red Blumhouse like ghost kind of thing. Yeah, not not it's not Red Mary. What is the um, Bloody Mary? Bloody Mary, right? Yeah. So yeah. if you go to and the idea is you go to a bridge, you take an empty bottle, you blow in the bottle, and you say the empty man, and then it's like uh, you know first uh, first night you hear him, second mm-hmm. night you see him, third mm-hmm. night he finds you. What they mm-hmm. say is the first night you feel him. Um, and so in, in investigating, you know, for James investigating Amanda's disappearance, he starts talking to these kind of high schoolers that start to have these, you know, they, they're kind of mentioning the empty man. Shit starts to go sideways. He finds a number of her uh, high school acquaintances who were with her that night. They hung themselves under a bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, with a, They all have these things that say the empty man made me do it. But at the mm-hmm. same time, he finds that there's a connection with this um, kind of religious group called the Pontifex Group. Stephen Root uh, plays, um, I guess, a speaker. He has an amazing job. He's fan- fucking fantastic. Yes. Um, yep. Arthur Parsons is his character's name. Um, and it kind of goes down this road of this idea of this concept of nothingness and kind of this nihilism for lack of a better word i guess as a mm-hmm. as a concept as a, as a as almost like a religious following that this idea you know steven root has this speech about how you know kids will play this game where they say their name long enough it just becomes gibberish um mm-hmm. and and this idea you know that it's become kind of cliche this you know nietzsche's statement of you know you stare into the abyss but then the abyss stares back you know but but also talking about like nothingness is this core kind of fundamental concept that you know you know it, like that 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 phrase has just been reduced to just this kind of like trite saying but there's some power to it because because the abyss is 
is a thing it has strength and it has power and that this idea of not but these these idea this kind of almost vile these ideas of violence and and madness almost as like you know these vectors like a like a disease would have vectors the way that they can get into people's minds and your brain can itch almost and, mm. and kind of drive you uh insane and so James kind of continues down this road to find Amanda and and then shit kind of goes from there um and it if you were to just think this is another like you said like a Blumhouse kind of ghost and I yeah. don't mean to say Candyman like I'm shitting on Candyman cuz Candyman no. is fucking amazing exactly. but we've all you know you've had like Bloody Mary right like I won't do it well, fuck that shit like, but you know like for every Candyman, there's ten thousand The Hollow Man and the, the you know these other things. The, yeah, you know not shit on other people's movies, but just these these very basic, uh, you know, the kind of thing that didn't get theatrical released, but like yeah. like the Gallows, right? It's yeah. like it's what you'd find in movie gallery on Friday night when Candyman was in the theater, right? And you know you were staying at home, so you would want to get something similar, you know, yeah, that's the yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, the way it starts, like. That's honestly the the vibe it gives off. Yeah. Except for the badass looking skeleton thing. Right, right. Um, and and I don't want to. I don't want to. I mean, I don't want to get. Like, you can't really talk about this movie without like completely spoiling it. And I don't mm-hmm. know if we necessarily want to do that. Um, I don't. Okay. I loved it. Yeah, I for a movie that I had nothing. I mean, it's two hours and fifteen minutes long, and you mm-hmm. look at that and be like, oh my god! But it is <laughs> so. Good. It just fucking grabbed me from the beginning. Um, the yep. guy who plays James, he's fucking great. He has a ton of personality. There's this one scene at one point where he's kind of like following this trail of evidence, and he sees like a group of all these people kind of performing this ritual like out in the woods. Oh my god! And he like yeah. takes a step backwards, and they take a step forwards, and he takes a step backwards, and they take a step forwards, and he takes a step backwards, and he, they take a step forwards. And right when the tension builds, he goes. Oh, to hell with this. Right, which is exactly what any normal person would be like, fuck this, and then runs for his car. Like so like he's very um he's very human. He's 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 you know, he's he's a you know, I think he's a perfect kind of cipher for the audience where he's he's a he's approaching all of this stuff with just like the right level of what the fuck is going on. Like he's not right. you know, I think it, like any one of us would just be like, you know, like there's still you know, because he you know, he 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 loves this woman and he wants what's best for her daughter so he's going to keep looking for him he's got some pain in his past and we don't really know the the full extent of it you know it kind of right. comes out as things go forward but he's also he's not he's not crazy right like when shit like no. when there's this giant right. line of cultists having some weird ritual where there's like fire spiraling up into the sky he's like i'm fucking out right same thing yeah. as like when he's kind of investigating some shit with the pontifex group like some people kind of find him he's like oh restroom over here like you know it's yeah. like yeah. You know, he's funny at times he's very he's very human very approachable like you, you exactly really, that right you really mm-hmm. feel for the guy but man, the, and I could see why some people would hate it because they're probably just like he just goes on a long time. But I loved it. Like I, there was, mm-hmm. I read, I looked up, I found articles about it to read more about like what it kind of what it meant. Like I said, I found the original trade paperback, and so the things that this movie shares with the trade paperback is kind of this idea 
of like madness almost being contagious um mm. but this and this idea of of the empty man having um like multiple meanings and we can't really get into what those mm-hmm. multiple meanings are without spoiling it but there's that's it right there it really doesn't okay. go um that much further yeah, than I, that i'm definitely going to read it uh, i know there's there's at least three trades i think so i don't know if the series is is finished or if there's no i I think it's still going i read the first one like the original kind of 2015 um which surprised me that i haven't read it because once i once the movie started and i saw a boom studios production i paused it i was like what the fuck yeah i was like wait like boom the comic book boom i was like oh shit and so i look at it so i look at it on my phone and i'm like Oh my God! This was a Cullen Bunn comic. Like, how the fuck did I miss this? Because so I, I, I'm, I'm one of my favorite writers. With, yeah, I'm unfamiliar with his work completely. Uh, I mean, I bet it's been so long since I've really like gotten into comics. Um, yeah. So well, like, I mean, most people who who read horror comics, he's he's kind of one of the new royalty. Um, oh, okay. But but he's also he's like from North Carolina, mm-hmm. uh, so he writes the, my favorite book uh, that he's ever done is Harold County. Um, which okay, is familiar. about a, a witch in in a in a southern you know kind of setting, uh, a little girl who it Hester Prynne who turns out to be one half of a resurrected witch and and all it gets it goes like but it's super like almost Bayou Louisiana Bayou kind of stuff with like some voodoo and and, and uh, it's a fantastic book it uh-huh. it, it had a, a run and it ended. Um, and then they did a spinoff series called Tales of Harrow County, but they, you know, this place basically they are familiar with, uh, the supernatural and, you know, they call them haints instead uh, of ghosts. It's that kind of thing. Yeah. But, uh, man, it is fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So that's my favorite, but he's done, uh, shit. What's that one called? He wrote a Pumpkinhead book, which was kind of weird because he usually does his own thing. Uh-huh. But uh, they gave him a Pumpkinhead comic to do, and he kind of came up with his own spin on that. If Pumpkinhead is the kind of the spirit for revenge, uh, there are other spirits for other things. And so they kind of – Pumpkinhead gets called to do his thing, and other people are like, listen, we let Pumpkinhead run rampant, so – they call their spirits and like, there's this big, almost like Kaiju monster ball with all these fucking things. And it was an interesting, uh, an idea. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, he's, uh, he's up there on my list for, for contemporary horror comic writers. Mm-hmm. So I, okay. I'm shocked that I missed this to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, you know, as a movie, it's always fun when you, you just do not know anything about, a movie or something you just come into it completely because i was just like the empty man like to me it just sounds like slender man hollow man slender like, yep exactly you know and i'm just like whatever but i was like two hours and 15 minutes long i was like okay this can't be like a typical you know right yeah kind of yeah look scary. at that runtime you kind of know this isn't an 80 minute cash in on some you know some silly ass um right you know thing Right. I can't think of the word. 
No, I know trend. what you mean. Like, like trend a trend. Works. Yeah, exactly. Jeez. Like it's not it's not just some trend. Right, exactly. And I was like, the, and then when I kind of looked at and, and, and honestly, it was like it was the polygon thing. To be perfectly honest, when they were mm. just like, you know, some people love it, some people hate it. It's got a it's got a cult following, and kind of understandably so because it kind of gets into some really weird shit. And I was mm. like, well, I'm all about that. Like. Mm. Fuck yeah! Yeah, you know. But and to the, to the credit of that, it's exactly that. You're either going to be all in on it, or you're going to be like, "What the fuck? This is I don't I don't understand. This is stupid." Yeah. Uh, but it's the kind of thing for me where like I, I watched it uh, twice. I watched it um, at work uh, the first time I watched it, and then I re I, I rewatched it at home like the next day. I was like, I wanted to. Yeah, I just wanted to see and you know, to like try to pick up on things and, and kind of see what maybe I didn't I didn't you know did I missed the stuff like that like it's the kind of movie that I'm still thinking about it you know and so so did you because I've only watched it the once did you notice mm-hmm. more the second time around did, did you pick up because here's the thing and I don't want to get much into it the the mm-hmm. kind of stuff that we find out at the end did you notice that yes okay. Yes. See, that's, particularly, that's... particularly like the stuff with, uh, um, with James and and uh, or yeah, James and Nora and that kind of thing. There's more of that kind of sprinkled in, and, and and I think initially, it's you just and it's it's done on purpose, right? You're not supposed to understand it yet, but once you do understand it, you kind of can see uh, more to that relationship, and then I don't know. Like I said, it, it's. It's definitely worth revisiting if it's still on your mind because it's a different experience the second time. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to watch it because I feel like, you know, it, it, you know, I'm glad to hear that because I feel like the way that they once you know what's going on, um, that it, it would be a different experience mm-hmm. simply because you have more, you just have a, an understanding of of what's mm-hmm. going on. And I loved the prologue. Like I loved the prologue. It was oh, yeah. super fucked up and creepy and it just set the tone and then they show all that shit and then it doesn't come up for a while. So it yeah. just is like it's just sitting in the back of your mind almost to the point where you kind of forget about it where you're like, mm-hmm. well that was kind of, you know, because there's enough of a connection to the idea mm-hmm. with the bridge and the and the bottle. Mm-hmm. Where you mm-hmm. think like, oh, okay, well, this is just something that's happened before, but they're, then yeah, they're we, showing us this is a thing that's continuously been going on and stuff. Yeah, but and then it kind of wraps around itself, where yeah. this idea of, well, did it happen because this is how it happens, or does it happen this way? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, and again, we can't get too much, but it's like this whole thing that <laughs> loops around where it's like, are we seeing things because the a causes B, or are we seeing things because by this person doing something, he, he almost kind of brought it into existence to where mm-hmm. now that's that's how it happens. Not like right. this is always how it's been. It's just been right. this person did this thing which caused it to happen, and now that's now how it's happening. Like it's because so much of this movie has to do with um. B- th- uh, bringing things bringing things into existence um almost through repetition right right so like right. you know a lot of these myths of things like you know kind of candy man or or bloody mary or like you know lives of feather stiff as a board right all that shit like it, they all have these you know kind of these these they all have like this repetition 
into it and not just the repetition mm. and the ritual but these things stay alive in, in in popular culture and consciousness because people they say it and they tell somebody else and then they say it and that idea of this concept of a concept becoming real simply because people continue to hold on to it and say it and right. believe it and that type of thing and so it's like it's so much more than just like oh you go on a bridge and you're blowing a bottle and saying empty man he's gonna kill you <laughs> which you right. know not to say that you can't make a good movie about something like there's plenty of quality movies that are like have that core thing and then they run for 90 minutes and they scare the shit out of you or have some good kills mm-hmm. and then you're like ha ha that was fun but i mean it's just so much more than that and it's just I mean, it's it's fuck it. It was extremely well done. There's some mm-hmm. heartbreaking moments. There was a little bit at the end that was a little too exposition heavy, but yes. you're like, oh, there's also a lot of heavy lifting that has to be done right now. So I'll kind of a lot, you know, like I'm yeah, kind of exactly. okay with it. Um, but just you know, it's for me. Not so, you know, I know for you because you you've got your fingers on the pulse of of the community and you kind of know about the stuff coming out. For me, it was like some of the stuff is like completely out of left field. I mean, man, what a treasure, you know, what a treasure to to find and know nothing about it and then watch it and just yeah. be totally blown away. Um, yeah, just a great experience, and I can't wait. You know, fast forward eight months from now, and I know this is going to be on the list. Like I just I know it is. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, um, and it's available. Um, let's see, all the usual, um, you know, places that you can rent. Um, uh, you know, Google Play, YouTube, Amazon, T Prime. I have so many fucking different devices that'll be willing to sell me shit. I don't remember what. <laughs> I, don't know. What's where. I think it. I think it's. You, I think at this point, most people know. So it's just like, yeah, yeah I rent it wherever you rent, whatever the fuck it is you rent. You know, like it's. Everything's on everything if it's yeah. paid. Right. right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. Um, I don't uh, – I think we can just go right into games real quick because I don't have like a lot to say, but we'll do – so I've been playing – continuing to play Monster Hunter Rise, and if you've if you mm-hmm. played Monster Hunter World – and I know we talked about this a little bit in the last show. If you played Monster Hunter World and you liked Monster Hunter World and you liked the limited amount of hand-holding that it did for you, and you have mm-hmm. a switch. I mean, it's it's a no brainer. Yeah, um, it's it's it it looks incredible. Uh, it plays exactly how you remember Monster Hunter World, um, and uh, the quality of life improvements are very welcome. <laughs> I love see, yeah riding the dog, and I love the uh, oh riding the dog is huge. The fact that you can ride yeah. a dog while like yes. doing things, sharpening your weapons, and yeah, all that. Shit. I mean, it's still it's funny because we're gonna talk about our riders, which mm. has a lot of control and design things that I'm like, man, this is fucking stupid. But mm-hmm. it. <laughs> This is a perfect time to talk about these things. Monster Hunter World has so many things where I'm like, I can't tell you how many potions I've drank because I forgot that I was hitting the yep. wrong button, right? And yep. you're just like, ha, 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 Monster Hunter World, you so crazy, right? But then in Outriders, you kind of like, like, why the fuck do I have to go here to go there? It's bullshit. It makes no sense. Yep. And it just goes to show you that like, for certain games, you, you're just, you go, okay, it's just how it is. And I don't know why. I don't know why like certain things... Um, build up goodwill, enough goodwill, and not for everybody. I was talking with somebody at work, and he's like, I cannot, I tried to play Monster Hunter World. I could not get past the control scheme. And I'm like, oh no, yeah, it's completely makes oh, dude, no it, sense. It, it, I, I 100%, because if it hadn't been 
for us playing it together for a full fucking year, I don't know that I would have gotten through the fucking tutorial on yeah. Worlds. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, when we would play it, I'd be like, this game is bullshit. How many times did I say that on the stream? Right. <laughs> that should be on my... I would like that. I'm not, I'm I'm not going to get... Uh, I'm not going to have a tombstone. I don't know how thing, shit's going to go down, but I'm fairly certain as I'm going to have a tombstone. But if I do have a tombstone, you have my permission to convince Linda that what I would want on my tombstone is this game is bullshit. <laughs> Um, but yeah, once you kind of get in the groove and you you figure like Monster Hunter is a game where you don't it you learn it. Mm-hmm. There's some things you can do, and I highly recommend. Thank shout out to Jason McMaster who told me that you can switch to use the D pad left and right to pick things when you're in the heat of battle rather than the weird ass you know B and Y or A and Y what a fucking weird system they have um, but it's like you learn its idiosyncrasies and you change how you play to match it and not the other way around um, mm. but once you get into hunts like it's equal part I was hunting this thing um, this morning and it was amazing monster design just fucking straight up amazing monster design yes. It yep. it's like yep. um, oh shit what the fuck is it called uh, hold on, I can look it up real quick. Um, it is, it's a tier, th- no. So, so here's the thing about Monster Hunter Rise. There's village quests and then there's, um, like hub quests and hub quests, even though they might be two stars, they're, they're like a step above. So if you just do the village quest, you're like, this isn't too bad, but then you'll get mm-hmm. the shit kicked out of you because, but also it's like, seems more appropriate. Like a three star village quest is a little bit harder, but a two star hub quest You'll fight the same shit in a two-star hub quest as you do in a three-star village quest because a two-star hub quest, they expect that you're going to do it with other people. Whereas a village right. quest, you just do by yourself. But there's this monster called a, a Bish, Bishaten. And it's, mm-hmm. like a, it's like a combination between like a dinosaur and like a like a spider monkey or like a monkey and it and it bounces around on its tail and it'll scoop up shit with its tail it'll throw poison globs at you it'll throw fruit at you it'll throw uh the shock bug things at you mm. and it's like it's a fucking pain in the ass and i was so mad at this goddamn thing i mean i didn't, I didn't get knocked out I, I have yet to faint i've i've been pretty good i manage all my potions i got my palico set up right i got my palamute set up right but this fucking thing i I was like it got to the point where it was like it's tired and ready for capture and i was like oh no i'm gonna kill this bitch like i don't you guys do die <laughs> exactly and i did end up capturing it. and that was the one thing they don't have uh from world which probably is better because in world you'd capture a monster you'd be like oh look how cute it is when it's sleeping and then you'd right. go in the arena and you'd murder it <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. and they don't have that here if you capture a monster you just get more stuff from it and then that's kind of it but it's like I was so mad at this thing by the end where I was like, if you throw a fucking peach or orange, whatever the fuck it is, in my <laughs> face one more time. Like, I was most of the time. So, like, when you and I would play, like, you were definitely knew more about the parts. And you'd be like, we have, to, I got to hit this thing here. I got to knock mm. off its tail. And I was just like bouncing around. Like, I would get, I get, you know, my way of playing Monster Hunter with the insect glaive is I'm going to send my bug out. I'm going to get fucking jacked up on meth. And I'm going to bounce <laughs> around like a spider monkey on crack. Like, and that's what I would do. And it works really well because when I get my spiral thing on, and that's how I still play it, I send it out. I get, give me the juice, give me the juice, give me the juice, right? Okay. I'm all juiced up. 
up and now it's time to fucking go crazy, right? And you'd be like, mm. you know what? This this thing keeps murdering us because it this tail and we can just knock this tail off. And I'm like, whatever. And this was the first time I was like, okay, this tail needs to go because this motherfucker keeps throwing shit in my face with this tail. And I never managed to cut the tail off. But it's mm. like... It, it's that, and that's the thing, and that's Monster Hunter, is, like, you, each hunt is its own thing, and, yeah, look, I, I still, I fought a Kulu, and I got your picture, I'm looking at it right now, the, the Kulu, <laughs> Yuku, Kulu, Laki, whatever, with the egg, I love that picture, I hate that fucking monster, I fucking hate it, <laughs> it hold the goddamn rock up and block my shots, get to fucking throw that shit at yeah. you, are you fucking yeah. kidding me? Like, I hate that fucking thing. But I also, I love that picture. And that's the thing with this game. And that's, if you did this, had it in world, you've got it here. The only difference is you can fucking put it in your pocket and you can bring it with you wherever. Mm-hmm. But it's that it's yep. that balance of, oh man, I can't wait for this hunt. And then you find it. And then what the fuck bullshit is this? <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I did, I did kill a monster. I shot it in the ass with my bug, and I was like, Fuck "Goddamn yeah. right, electric unicorn! What's up?" <laughs> the only legendary dragon or whatever the fuck elder dragon we ever took down. I don't even know a motherfucking he... unicorn. And right, it was like like legendary with a with a lowercase L. Like there's only oh, yeah. legendaries. We're like, mm. yeah. he yeah. kind of married into the family. Like we don't really okay. talk about him. And you and I are like, yes. <laughs> Yeah, look, he took us, man. He took us the the full ten rounds, bro. Exactly. Like it was, yeah. It was touch and fucking go, like yeah. in the truest like definition of that term. Yes, absolutely. Because <laughs> I couldn't even heal myself, and oh, you we were could on not ropes. faint again. Yeah, so I was were, running for the you last were on ten the minutes. Ropes. And I and yeah. I and I yeah, but and and you know, here's the thing. And it's like the thing about this game too is like it's like you'll go to upgrade your weapon. And it's like all this shit with question marks. And you're like, well, what do I do for that? And it's like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you'll find that. out. And you're like, I like yeah. will I? Like, YouTube, bitch. Like, <laughs> right, like what, what magical piece of knowledge? Like what, how would it hurt? Like I can yeah. go to this quest and she's got a fucking dozen monsters that I'm supposed right. to murder. You right. can't tell me. What this <laughs> stick is? Like, what is the harm in that? And the guy's just like, "Sorry, bro. <laughs> like, I can't." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to make this armor. I guess it's on you, bro. <laughs> well, and that's the difference, right? Like, armor, armor is based entirely on what do you have. Mm-hmm. So if you kill, you know, whatever the thing I said that was a, a bishop tight or whatever the fuck it's called. Once mm-hmm. you kill it and you have pieces, you go to make armor, and it's like, oh, yeah, bro, here you go. Here's what you can make now. Mm-hmm. But if I go to upgrade my weapon, it's all question marks. Right, yeah, Every yeah. part of the tree is a question mark. Yeah. And they're like, well, why? No, we're not going to. You got to figure that shit out on your own. But it's like, I don't even know what I'm looking for. I don't even <laughs> know what I'm supposed to kill to get. And they're just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but yet there's like fucking 20 different weapons and I'm supposed to go down this path with all of that like what no like, like <laughs> so you you're sticking based on what you've seen so far you're sticking with the switch x well so you know I the last thing I was doing in, in world was trying to experiment with some different weapons and I had been enjoying the dual blades and so I chose I those about to start that. with okay yeah 
and what I'm learning is uh, I'm a switch axe person and I should stay in my lane, I think. <laughs> and that's what I've noticed too is like, and it's funny because, um, you know, I thought to myself, all right, like you, you did the, I don't even know why I did the, ins- oh, John, John of Mars, John, mm. I, he was like insect glaive all day, every day. And I was like, okay, mm. well, you, you haven't steered me wrong in destiny. So I'll get a good try. And once you get a handle of what the insect glaive does and how it works, it's fucking great, especially in world where mounting monsters can be so difficult, not with mm. the insect glaive. That's less of a concern in Rise because with the wire bugs, you just yeah. get in a situation where it's like hit that bitch and you can ride it, and you're like sweet, mm. <laughs> you know. Uh, which yeah. I love that system because it allows you as like you always get to do the mo- not always, so many times you'll get to do that where you can fucking wallop wallop on another monster, and it's a great mm. way to knock parts off of a monster you're not actively hunting. So if you're trying to build, you know, for a weapon or some armor, you can ride the monster you are hunting, kick the shit out of a monster you're not hunting, and then get some pieces along the way. But, Mm -hmm. you know, when I was reading for this, I was like, well, maybe I'll try something different. Because I remember I was like, well, maybe I'll try the dual blades too. And uh, they would always rank things by difficulty. And then at the end, the most one of the most difficult things, they were like, it's the insect glaive. And I was like, Insect Glaive isn't hard. And they're like, the Insect Glaive is great if what you really want to keep track of is systems. And I was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's a 100%. Because, you know, based on where you shoot your insect, you'll get different nectar. Based on what the nectar is, you can do different things. And I'm just like, yeah, no. And it's just for me, because I spend so much time with doing it in world, it's almost become second nature. And I don't even do it as well as I'm supposed to. Mm. Um, but you just kind of learn to do it. And I tried to do something different. And I was like, what the fuck is this? How do I jump up in the air? Like, how mm-hmm. do I, like, nah. And, but with the wire bugs, definitely make it easier. But I'm so used to jumping and zooming around the battlefield with the mm-hmm. insect glaive, I don't use the wire bugs. Whereas I think other folks oh, okay. who don't have that verticality. Would be yeah, like, no, fuck yes, <laughs> wire bugs. This is great, and I'm just like, exactly. welcome to the party, he, folks. Like, I'm in. Right. I mean, you remember, right? I'm. You're hitting it, and I'm yeah. not trying to make it sound. I was really bad. I most of the time I wouldn't hit anything. Like he'd be hit. You would be hitting, kicking the shit out of this monster, and I'd be flying over it, and then I'd land, and then I'd jump up and fly across the other way, oh, and then I'd it land. Was and amazing. Then, <laughs> but I wouldn't hit anything. Like, I wouldn't hit anything like, until later on, like, where I got the whirlwind thing going. Yeah. I, it was like I imagined uh, being somebody like Colossus, who has no choice but to stand right next to this fucking thing, getting his shit kicked out of me, while Spider-Man or fucking Nightcrawler is bamping all over the goddamn screen. And, but at the same time, going, are you gonna hit it? Or are you just gonna bounce around? Because we got a fucking job to do. You know, fucking juggernaut. He's juggernaut, bitch. Like, we have to... Can I get a little help? And I'm just like, nope. Like, zip, zip, zip. We'll see. <laughs> if I can control it, maybe. If I hit him in this exact place with my bug and then drink all its juice. But but I also remember, like, the insect glaive is a journey. And when you, eventually you will get to a part where your your kinsect is is so fast that it's just like... 
I mean, you're just sending it out like bam, 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 and it's like seven point, seven point, seven point, seven points. And that was the thing when I was talking to Ross at work, and he's like, "Why there's no health bar? I have no idea how much damage I'm doing." And I'm just like, "Yeah, that's yeah. it." <laughs> like, eventually, it's, eventually, it starts to limp. <laughs> right, but guess what? If you went on a safari and fought a rhino, ain't no health bar for that motherfucker neither. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but um. But I mean, it's it's one of those games where I will kind of play it a bunch and then go do something else and then kind of come back to mm. it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not someone who can, and I think that's the key for me to not get like frustrated with it is to kind of take those breaks. But I also understand for folks who are just like, no, I I have a certain laundry list. I have a set I'm going for. Because I think eventually you play Monster Hunter along that that ends up being what you're doing is you're like I'm building oh, yeah. a particular yeah. yeah I'm building a set and I have to go on hunts for that thing. Um, yeah, it's not like I it's not like I feel the need to shoot the fucking cabal in the face again. But exactly, uh, right. I, I'm doing it because I I'm not this content isn't new to me. It's like it's part of something else that I'm working on. Right, right. But I mean, it's amazing to me. Like, people shit on the Switch. They're just like, you know, oh, well, you know, it's a, you know, whatever, mobile processor. I mean, the, the and I'll get, if the, if the, if, if the, the rumors are true and there's like a mm-hmm. one that'll upscale 4K, like, I'll gladly buy that shit in the holiday and give this one to my, my daughter. I mean, the fact that well, they... I can see, I can see doing that and, and keeping one... Uh, like my my current switch maybe because I never play docked and I think I could see leaving this one docked and playing the new one because Monster Hunter absolutely rapes my battery. Oh, that's I why I haven't imagine. played it more than I have. I like, can imagine. It, There's yeah yeah I I absolutely can imagine. Um, and for me, I play it's kind of half and half. Like mm. uh, you know. Especially now that I'm not really streaming anymore, I play a lot more with it docked because I don't have to worry about how to stream it. Um, like, man, the only thing I I really put any time into in docked mode is Smash Brothers and Mario Kart, and that's because kids like to play. Yeah, I kind of go half and half because, um, like, if I work out in the morning and I'm like, you know, riding the exercise bike, obviously it's going to be docked. Mm-hmm. But like, if I'm watching TV, um, you know, I'll do it. Uh, obviously, I can't do it docked at that point, but but yeah, it would. I could absolutely see just like Witcher three, right? Like I'd play Witcher three, and be like mm. can't play, can't wait to play Witcher. It's like oh, you didn't charge your battery. Well, you can ride Roach until he lands on that roof, and then you're done. It's like sweet, <laughs> right? Nice, right? Um, okay, so the last thing to kind of talk about, um, so is Outriders, which is a game that I've finished the the main story got into the end game content you're you're in the, the you know kind of more at the beginning part we played I, the demo I'm guessing i'm in the midpoint of this like yeah based on how long i've seen that it takes to complete and what level i'm at yeah um you know game pass day one we played the demo and this was a game like i enjoyed the demo but i mm-hmm. i mean the demo was great but i don't based on what the demo was i was a little disappointed in kind of what the main how the main game ended up kind of turning out so yes. i'm Thank you to Game Pass because man, I didn't have to spend Save my own money me. on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's fine. That's basically how I would say. Like it's, exactly, it's fine. It's... I I I, I love like I think the powers are great. The fact that you mm. can respec your skill tree whenever you want. There's no mm-hmm. cost to it. I think is great. But all of that, like you you said on our Discord, this is like a game, like a loot and gear, like a gear and kind of skill system. 
it just that's what they went with like they spent a long time on mods the the skill system yeah. and loading it full of gear and then everything and, else was just like and then they were like we'll figure the rest out as we go <laughs> and then they didn't exactly <laughs> <laughs> like there's so many weird design decisions like i was you know we were chatting about yeah. this earlier where it's like you know, you you go through a bunch of areas, and then you get to this town, trench town, and you meet mm-hmm. two people. One of whom gives you quests for hunts, one of whom gives you quests for bounties, and those things are great to do because it, at the point of the game where you are, most likely you haven't had a lot of purples, and you get. I've had. I had had none. Right, and that's <laughs> like your first chance to get them. Well, what happens is you open up your map and you see all the places you went before. Now they have mm-hmm. these hunts. And you have these bounties, and you figure, oh, just like every other fucking RPG I've ever played, I will talk to this person who has the mm-hmm. symbol above their head, and they'll give them to me. No. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. You have to go... Oh, oh, and this game, if someone has something to say to you, their little icon is yellow. Yeah. And when you're done with them, it's grayed out. Yep. These two motherfuckers are still yellow. Right. So you, you think... you go to them, and... Yeah, you think, I'm going to talk to this guy about a hunt, and he's going to tell me mm-hmm. where to go. No, you have to go back to where you were before. You have to then travel, fast travel, to the mm-hmm. point closest. Find the exclamation point. In the case of hunt, it's a it's a body. like a, like a, mm-hmm. if, you're, if we go back to Monster Hunter World, like a bone pile. Uh, mm-hmm. if, it's a, if it's a bounty, it's a wanted poster. Wasn't mm-hmm. there before? Someone kind of ran around nope. with a fucking staple gun. <laughs> and it was just like, pachang, pachang. And yeah. then you go do it. And then you have to, then when it's done, you got to go back to the guy. So it's weird enough to think that, okay, I got to backtrack these places, find these things, do these things, then go back, turn them in. It gets even weirder as the story progresses. And you get to some parts where it's like, you're like, wait a minute, I have to drive the truck back? Because they. you're like, if I can drive the truck all the way back to this motherfucker to turn this shit in, why are we in the situation we're in? <laughs> it seems to yeah, me exactly. we could just go back to Trenchtown and call it a day. <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah. And, and it's... And that was kind of my... Th- I thought, okay... It's weird that it took this long to get to this point, but Trenchtown, I guess, is kind of like the tower in Destiny, so this is where I'm going to have to keep going to. No. Sort of. No, no yeah, it's not. It's like, no. Right. And then you'll get to some times where it's like, you'll do them, but due to this, you'll do a hunt, you'll do a bounty, but due to the story, you can't, the truck can't move anywhere. Right. So fine, so you move the truck forward in the story, and then you go to turn that shit in, and it's like the gear you get is now underleveled. And you're like, well, what the fuck? Why would you do that? And that it's happened with, uh, that happened with the historian lady. Oh, God. the historian, I, yeah. And that's the I other. No, I had. They didn't tell me I had to go back to that place to to give her this to shit. Rift Town, yeah. yeah, yeah. And and I didn't know that, and because uh, I yeah. thought there would be a historian everywhere I went. Nope. Or whatever. You would think nope. that, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. And then, and what doesn't, <laughs> what makes even less sense is that you can only. You can't fast travel. You have to go to a flag, mm-hmm. and then you can travel to either your camp or any other flag in the map where you are. So if you mm-hmm. finish, now to their credit, when you finish a quest, they show up a little outrider symbol that lets you travel. So if you finish mm-hmm. a bounty, 
you have to you go to the outrider symbol, then you have to travel to camp, then you have to go to the person who's in the truck, and you got to say get the truck ready, and you got to drive back. Thank God for the Series X because the loading times. If this was like a regular right. Xbox, oh, the loading God. time would probably be a nightmare. I hadn't even thought of that. Good and God. then you got to go back to the th- like. Why not just make fast travel? Why not just you've got the camp, and then you zoom out and you got the world and you just go why make it so you i gotta talk and the only reason i think is because there's times with the story where that's not an option Mm. that's the only thing i can think of Hmm. because it doesn't make any sense it's like if you've ever like for you know folks who develop software any sort of ui design that type of thing it's like reducing the number of clicks Right, it's like right. if you can get something done and somebody only has to click twice instead of four times, then do that. Mm-hmm. That's better, and it's the same thing. And it's like you would just end up going, "All right, I'm going to do this bounty. I'm going to do this hunt because they're both in the same place. I'm going to do if there's if all three of those things are available in one area, I'm going to do them all, and that way I can just get in the truck and go back to this place. I turn that mm-hmm. shit in, then I go back to the truck, then I go to this place, and I turn that shit in, then I get back in the truck, and then I go back to where I was before." Keep in mm-hmm. mind, I am, I am, I am right now the the trying to save the human race. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, hey, bitch, I got a soda can, and she's like, we can't know about the future unless we know. And I'm like, it's mellow yellow. No one cares. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, by the way, here's these gloves you could have used fucking six hours ago. Right. Yeah. Here's <laughs> some trash blues. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Grandma. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Just like I kept thinking the bartender wanted to fuck me, and I get it. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm a piece of ass. Like, I get it. Oh, but I'm just yeah. like, can we just fucking get it over with? Because every Not time yet. you're looking at me, like, you want to try the new blend? Is that your dick? I don't know. Maybe. Don't. You got a lot of scars on you. I kind of want to see how far they go. But I don't fucking. <laughs> Zangief back here want me to taste the wanting to know if I want to taste the liver spinner and I'm like what the fuck man <laughs> the way they looked at each other I was yeah. like look these two want to smash let's just let them yeah. smash and because I mean, oh he, that's another thing I did want to bring up I we hadn't even gotten into how bad or first of all how generically boring the story is yeah or it how only incredibly gets worse because by the end of it I was like wait what. <laughs> and, and and the dialogue is so incredibly stupid. Yeah, you almost don't want anyone to speak. Like where I'm at now. Yeah. But the other thing, uh, it, it reminded me of that first Assassin's Creed to let you be a female. And I remember you being like, "Why this is so tacked on? Why even do this?" Uh, and I don't know if it's. I'm sure you ran into it. Um, well, Liberation but, was the first one that where your main the main character mer- was. No, but I mean like the one that lets you decide. But then they obviously didn't write the dialogue. Oh, yeah. Oh, That, that happens in this all the time. People call me man or yeah. he yeah. constantly. And I'm yeah. like, bro, I'm clear. I mean, I know yeah. I got this fucking, it looks like linebacker pads fucking armor on. But you right. know, in these cutscene, uh, I'm clearly a woman. So. Oh, but, but that's the thing. Like, I mean, you can tell in Destiny, like they, even though, like you could be fucking the beefiest Titan EXO. But if, mm. if you're if you pick to make a female character, there's there's the the visual cues are such that you can tell. Like when you go mm. loading to the loading screen and you're like fully decked out, it's like yes. I could be anyone. I could yeah. be anyone. 
It doesn't. Yeah. There's just no. It's just this shapeless. It's just leather and goggles and weird <laughs> skirt things and I, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. It's whatever. Now that being said, I do think that the way that the 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 mods and the skills and the gear all tie together is it's fucking brilliant, man. Is I well love it. is extremely well done. Now you can tell that that's all to allow for going after end game stuff. Sure. Um, but you know the 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 other and it and it works really well but you do have to pay attention but I do like the fact that like if you dismantle a piece of equipment with a mod on it you now get that mod mm-hmm. so you can then put it on other things so you really can yeah. kind of tinker and play with things um well, but it's, it's like I wish which is amazing it's all fan- but the thing for me for destiny is that I can go after these weapons and I can I can get these pieces of armor. Yes. Um, but I'm also enjoying what I get to do with them after that. Yes. And for this game, it's like I these these mods are super cool <clears throat> and all this stuff. But I just wish once I got that, what I got to do with it was more fun because yeah, it's you you you'll come across. Oh, I'm in a new area, so there'll be new enemies. No. They, no, they look mm-hmm. different, but there's the guy with the machine gun. There's the yep. people who rush you with melee. There's mm-hmm. the sniper. There's the mm-hmm. tank with the um, machine gun. There's the captain who has powers. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. It, yep. Everywhere. They just wear, they look different. That's it. That's it. Yep. And and you go, just like the, the, the monsters you come across, there's a little bit of variety, but not much. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, these monsters I found here, they're also here, which is weird. It be, would be like if you were like, okay, I went to Africa and got mauled by a lion, and then I went to New York City and I got mauled by a lion. And you're like, that's, <laughs> that's not how animals work, bro. Like some cases, sure. Like, hey, there's a pigeon. Hey, there's a pigeon. Yeah. I'm in Shanghai. There's a pigeon. I'm in Chicago. Yeah. There's a pigeon. But, but well, you things, don't, that, things that are trying to murder you, typically right. that's not how that goes. Yeah, you don't expect to be in Arizona and get mauled by a polar bear. Exactly. (laughs) But in Outlanders, and in Outlanders, it's very much like you are in the jungle. You are in the snow. You are in the desert. Exactly. So you would expect there to be a little variety, but they're like, nah, man, this big-ass bird, it just, it's everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, but the enemy thing, and that's the thing, it's like, you know, you I I didn't really tinker with builds. Like I was like LM. Once I discovered the joy of the light machine, because I rocked light machine guns all through Division Two, because that shit was money. Oh yeah, same thing in this game for me. Yeah, light LMG. machine gun oh. and volcanic rounds. Are you fucking yep. kidding me? Also, fuck as a fucking pyromancer, and I get yes. healed when I burn shit. You yes. motherfucker, right? Volcanic because rounds. Because I just like shoot a, co- and it's like you don't have to hit; it just has to be nearby. And it's That's just right. like they burn, and I get my heals, and they do whatever they do, and then they die. But um, you know the 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 problem is, it's this mindset of if you bump up the difficulty, your reward is you now can make things harder. Mm. Where it's like because you know in the main game, yeah, you'll get like a better weapon. You you'll get a drop. But it's typically trash if you go up a world tier. But the the main thing is that oh well now your drops will be better 
and you can now use gear that's a couple levels higher than you. Oh, but guess what? The enemies, they're all a couple levels higher than you. So it's like everything scales in a way. Like, and that was the thing, you know, yeah. like sometimes like there's two kind of schools of thought when it comes to like role-playing games. Some of them are at the beginning enemies are low level. If you were to head back to that as a as a mid level or a high level, you'd fucking whip that ass, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then as as you progress, things get higher. And then the other school is enemies scale with you. It doesn't matter where you are. Now the problem with enemies scaling with you is you don't feel like you're ever making any progress. Like there's a certain right. kind of feeling where you just melt people, and you should because like if you consider you know like if you've been playing this game for thirty forty hours and you've acquired all these skills, like you should melt enemies right at the beginning. They shouldn't all be some fucking scrub from the beginning of the game it's like in the division right where you're like this motherfucker he's in a hoodie and he's got like a butter knife and he <laughs> how is it he is like absorbing howitzer blasts like this doesn't right. make any sense um and so this idea that they're like well the reward for a higher challenge is an even higher challenge where you are supposed to tinker with things but if you go on like Reddit or go online and again you're like you're trying to find like good builds, they all are saying not all of them, but so many of them are like, well, you got to have this legendary armor set, and it's like, what do I have to do? Like, you're so I got to grind for how many hours in the hopes I get this set of armor so that that allows me to do what things that are harder. But if I do those harder things, it's gonna drop shit that's what worse than what I already have now, yep. like. And that's how the expeditions work. The expeditions work where they're little mini, they're kind of like strikes, and they go based off of completion time, whether you get bronze or silver or gold. And so, you know, and that has to do with gear. But also, it's like, in order to unlock further expeditions, you have to have a certain expedition level. But you only get points towards furthering that level if you put your expedition level higher, so, for example, if I do expedition level four, which is level enemies are four levels higher and drops are four levels higher, I'll get more expedition points. Well, I get melted in like 30 seconds. Right. So if I could get to the point where I could do that, it unlocks further expeditions. Well, guess what? They're higher level two. That's like, I don't care about that, <laughs> right. right? Like right. the joy, like Division Two, their world tier system, I thought was great. It was like, okay, you did everything. Well, now we're going to remix some of these missions, and they're going to be harder, but you're going to get better drops. But those drops mm-hmm. are going to cap, mm-hmm. and then you do these missions, and then that does the next level, which allows you to get better gear, and you're going to do some more missions, and you can do everything you want, but that shit's going to get capped. And then you, mm-hmm. until you finish these things. And it was this progression. And there was no penalty for if you got killed. There was nothing. Mm-hmm. It gave you time to get acclimated, to get the drops you want, to, to have all that shit work and do those missions where you could be successful. And this just seems to be like, oh, yeah, well, this shit's going to be super hard. It's like, well, okay. It's like, well, what do I get if I <laughs> right. complete it? It's like, oh, yeah, shit will be even harder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right. Do it again. Yeah, Only thanks, harder. man. <laughs> now, the only differences between Division 2 and this is that it's not scaled for co-op. So if you got mm. four people in and you want to, four people probably with something maybe oh, okay. a couple levels higher than you, you might be able yeah. to do better. Whereas yeah. Division 2, I remember Division 2 was crazy. It was like, if you match made, you'd kind of look at it and you'd be like, 
please get three or, you know, please get three because it was like, (laughs) if you got two, you're like, no, shit's going to be scaled for more than that. But if you got three, you're like, ha ha, three people in division two, it scaled for two people. Mm -hmm. So you could just fucking melt bosses because you've got, if you got three like high tier with like all gold weapons, you just destroy Mm -hmm. shit. Whereas four people, it scaled up to four. It was really weird. Oh, okay. It was it was really weird. It was like one person, eh, it's kind of hard. Two people, oh, it's harder. A little bit harder than it should be just for two. But then three, mm-hmm. they're like, nah, we're not going to change anything. And you're like, nice. And then you yeah. get to four and yeah. you're like, no, it's harder again. So I remember right. when I would mass matchmake and it was like you get four people and you'd be like, how do we boot this fourth guy? <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> um, but my understanding of the expeditions is they don't really scale shit for co-op. But... Huh. So I think it's more, it's just that it allows you to maybe do stuff that's like a couple levels ahead. But okay. I'm just like, I, I did a couple because somebody at work was just like, oh no, it's all about the expeditions. And I was like, I did a few and I'm like, eh. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I don't care about tinkering with the builds. Yeah. If it yeah. was a situation where once you got to the end, maybe you could pay a little currency and I could have like a level 30 technomancer and i could try out new shit i'd be like okay mm. but if i gotta start from scratch with that shit i just yeah i don't I, have the interest same. i yeah. don't either i i created uh i did a, a i don't know whatever a devastator first mm. ended up not liking him and so i switched to the pyromancer and started playing with her and then i went back and rebuilt a uh, re recreated a devastator and i was like you know what i'm not gonna do all this shit again yeah like this it's not that good. That's, no. That's, that's and that's the, the thing. Like, I feel like that's where, like, if you want to incur, like, give a little bit of a financial penalty where you could buy, hey, mm-hmm. I'm going to buy uh, a, a new class and then sink all the points into it. Um, you know, I'd be willing to give that a try. But just to keep chasing a particular build in the hopes that I can just unlock higher tiers of things i just i don't care i at that point i'd rather play you know monster hunter where there's a goal like i'm doing mm-hmm. i might be hunting exactly. the same thing again but it's because i need these parts because exactly. i know if i get those parts i'm going to be able to get this thing not i have to hope for a drop that maybe has something that'll help me yep um, and the, and to your point, same thing with Destiny, right? Like Destiny is very clear. Like if you were looking, if you're going for a catalyst or you're going for a particular exotic, it'll tell you exactly what you need to do. You might not like what you have to do in that step, right? But you know, you know that you can do it. And then you know, a lot of times after that, they're like, "Yeah, you've got this thing. Well, you can rerun this mission and you can hope for better rolls." Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Now the flip side to that is. You know, gear in Destiny that plays off of skills a lot of time is very, very specific. And and yeah. Outriders is as well, but Outriders has a much broader range of things right. to um, modify your skills. Whereas, like, Destiny, I feel like a lot of times the exotics just don't really modify skills so much as they just kind of give you... Well, they do, they do a thing on their own, right? That, that exactly. Exactly. Versions of that piece of equipment don't don't do. Yeah, yeah, um, and it would be cool. Like it's almost like what you would love for Destiny for them to be like. Okay, it's now mix and match. So if you want to yeah. have you you have the Void Super and you want the Stasis Melee, 
but the the solar grenades you can now do that right like right. that that, yeah. that kind of flexibility as opposed to just being like okay i've got these like limited things and i can kind yeah. of play around with it but for the most part i'm kind of like you know and the cooldowns in Outriders are like like when you play Outriders and then you go to yeah. Destiny and you're like, Destiny. why am I waiting for this to recharge? Like, right. what the fuck? Right? Like, right. Destiny, I mean, Outriders, if you have the right... I had at one point, one of the skills I have is like Volcanic Rounds pops twice. So that's mm. 200 yep. rounds. Are you kidding me? Like, right. <laughs> And so some of the things, you can get those cooldowns down so fast where you're just constantly yeah. popping skills. And, and then yeah, you because should, you have to. Because you have to. Yeah. Right. And then you go to Destiny and you're like, I have, how long until I can throw a grenade? Like, what is, <laughs> that seems like, I'm yeah. like functionally immortal. Like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> that being said, I would rather play the worst strike in Destiny than the best mission in Outriders. And I, and I would yep. rather play it until I die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, and I mean, that's, that's being a little unfair because, you know, we all, we all stood in front of a cave. And shot things in the hopes of getting good yeah. gear in the original yeah. Destiny. So it's had some time. But, sure. um, you know, uh, like I said, I'm glad I played it. I'm glad I didn't pay to do so. Yep. <laughs> and I'm excited for the next season because of Destiny because this, what this season taught me is that I, I would rather pay the $10 to have the season pass to know that every time I jump into Destiny uh, there's some fun shit to do uh, even if I've already done it uh, than I would to you know, not you know, is little, you know, I kind of got over that, I did it once, I got over that feeling like I have to do all the, the season stuff simply because I paid for it I look at it now as like same way you might pay for a streaming service where you're like there might I might not watch it every day but I know that like if I hear there's something on there I want to watch it's there and that's kind of how mm-hmm. I look at the destiny seasons on the one hand it's giving Bungie money so they can continue to do stuff but also for me I can jump in when I want and there's a whole bunch of fun shit to do especially if I haven't jumped in in a while and that'll hold my yeah. you know that'll that'll keep me going for for a few weeks or whatever so mm-hmm Although those Guardian game sets, I, I'm just like, what is what is this? I'm not participating. <laughs> weird combination of fucking Daft Punk and '80s aerobics instructor. Like, what is right? Right. <laughs> like, okay, I, I would never wear. I don't care if if Warlocks won the Guardian games. I would never. I would never wear that. Like, never. Nope. <laughs> not it's terrible. A million years. No. <laughs> It's god awful when you look at the stuff available in the game. Yeah, I, I have many questions for people who choose to wear that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so uh, that's it for this episode. Next episode, uh, we're definitely gonna have the Jacob's Wife, which is a new uh, horror movie with Barbara Crampton that just dropped this past week. Um, of course, we'll have a, a, a bunch of other things. I think we had a, a long list of stuff to talk about that we kind of pared down. Uh, Nobody, the the latest kind mm-hmm. of John Wickian. Um, uh, what's his name? Od- Odenkirk. I always get his first name. Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk uh, movie. And then, of course, you know, other things. Uh, let's see. I hope to have the, the near, the replicant, um, the remake mm. uh, by the time yeah. we, we do the next show. Um, 
but uh, but we'll see. Uh, so whatever it is we decide to talk about, hopefully you will be here with us. So uh, for myself and Mitch, thank you so much for hanging out with us. This has been episode 119 of Divided by Werewolves, and we hope to spend some more time with you in the next two weeks. So for the two of us, uh, thanks again for hanging out, and have a good day.